Hey everyone, welcome to Tulsa Music Stream. This is episode 61. And um, if you could, make sure you share this on all of your pages, all your personal pages, your favorite groups. And um, also we are on Twitter, if you want to check us out there. And we are also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit that subscribe button, and get all your notifications from the Tulsa Music Stream. And also, we are on Twitch, which is also a place you can go to watch this stream. We're on multiple platforms, and we have the drummer, Troy Tesla. Yeah, he is already in here. We're going to go ahead and bring him on screen. I was I was joking with him. I said, thanks for showing up early. You're one of the rare guys that does that. So uh, we definitely appreciate that. Um, let me. I, I need to unmute you real quick, Troy. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you okay. How's it on your end? We're okay. Uh, good, good. What I'd like to ask of the viewers, Troy's actually, uh, he's asking if there's any kind of a delay because of the setup he's using tonight. He hasn't had a problem with it in the past, but put in the chat if you guys are getting any kind of delay um, and let us know if that's going on. Okay, let's get to it. Um, Troy, the uh, the guy that, the mutual friend that helped coordinate this interview, Dustin Little, he's a good friend of ours and a good friend of yours. He tells us you have a lot of stuff going on right now. Why don't you tell us what you got going on? <laughs> well, you know, um, I've, I always stay busy. Um, if you can see, uh, let me see here. I have a recording studio. I was going to say, either that or a little factory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can get all this. Yeah, but... that's great. Are and you then... recording us right now? No, I'm put, not. Put us down on some uh, <laughs> no, no, no. guest no, on the is. album. Put us down on some two-inch tape. On the other side of that wall, I've got two drum kits set up. Um, cool. One being a John Bonham Vistalite kit that I've, I I love the way it sounds, and I do a lot of recording with it. Sweet. And um, now I can't see you. I have a mirror image of myself. Is that how it's supposed to be here? Uh, no, um, it's actually. Just F, just oh, FYI. well, you know what? I'll unless, you, hey, how's unless, that? There you go. That's yeah. better. Sometimes uh, I put you on full screen so our viewers can just uh, see you fine. only. Whatever, whatever you need to do on your end is okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, so anyway, I have two drum kits set up, 
and I do a lot of work out of my studio. I've always had studios. I've had, you know, probably five recording studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in California. I'm in Nashville now. And uh, I've been really blessed to have had a lot of people come through the studio and do a lot of work over the years uh, here in Nashville and a lot of stuff through the Bay Area, everything from Third Eye Blind to Tower of Power to Testament to Great Kin to blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've wow. just had a lot of people had come through my my place and it wasn't something that was on my radar back in the day mm-hmm. in terms of getting into the studio business, which I'm not really, I don't look, I, I, mean, I was at one time, but it was all really put together just to do production work and record and work with people and be right. on the creative side of it. It wasn't really so much business. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of carried that tradition. I didn't know that I was gonna do it here in Nashville when I got here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, when I got here in 2010, I remember saying, to my wife at the time, I said, you know, I said, you know, maybe I'll spend a couple grand, just put me a little room together, you know, and well, if you know anything about building studios, you can't get get in and out of them very cheap. So, um, but I, I ended up putting a full studio together and I did a lot of records out of there. And cool. then I'm now a little bit uh, further east of the airport, about 20 minutes out of Nashville in a place called Mount Juliet. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of put it, put it back together and, and it just kind of keeps me really, really busy and working and uh, in a lot of different ways, you know, it seems and, like, and meeting people. It seems like a lot of guy, a lot of, a lot of rockers migrated out of the West coast, you know, well, they, they went to Las Vegas or they went to like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the deciding, well, fa- deciding factor, you know, in, in you doing Well, that? I'm, it was 2000, I want to say 2006 or seven, maybe seven. Tesla was playing the Ryman, and we had a day off. And I remember spending some time here and looking around. And um, at the time, I, I really didn't move here for the business per se. Um, but there's such an incredible, as you know, um, talent pool here. But pretty much, most of the time, what you find you know years ago you would either move to la if you wanted to be in the business or you'd move to new york you know but nashville has really you know come a long way and it's not just country music i mean it's very eclectic there's a lot of great players music and there's a lot of people obviously you probably hear about it now i mean there's a lot of people that live here Mm -hmm. you know in the area and a lot of people moving here from justin timberlake to um, I mean, it's you got Mick Mars. Mick Mars is here. You wow. got a, you know, a lot Vinnie of people Vincent, here, right? Really, excuse me. Vinnie Vincent didn't he live out there? He might. I, you know, he might be here too. You know, um, and I've I've had I've been blessed, and uh, sometimes I'll sit in and, and I'll do some stuff with Derek St. Holmes. You might be familiar with Derek, sure. and um, and I did a record with him and Brad Whitford from Aerosmith. You probably know who Brad is, and we did a record called Whitford St. Holmes, and that's just the by product of me being here i mean derek literally called me and just said hey man let's get together and jam you know come down and play with brad and i and i did and you know i think i jammed with him just a couple times i went down to sir and the next thing i know i was getting ready to leave town because i was going out with the band and uh tesla was getting ready to hit the road and i came in on it was on a friday and i said to brad you know i was saying goodbye i said well i'm gonna be gone for about five six weeks and I remember him walking, <laughs> he was loading his gear and he, he was pushing his gear out of, out of the studio at SIR. And he goes, well, 
well, we really need to talk, you know, and, uh, and, and, and he left the building and I was thinking, well, that's kind of strange, you know, <laughs> and then Derek, you know, he's such a freak with, for guitars and stuff. I mean, the guy really loves as well as Brad, I've come to find out. And that, you know, I'll tell you about that in a minute. You know, we did some touring together, but, uh, it was, I was headed out and then I seen Derek and he was in another room with a bunch of guitars and, and I didn't bother to say anything. I just split and it was about five o'clock and I was driving home and I got a phone call from Derek and he's all, Hey man, can you go in the studio with Brad and I and on Monday? I was leaving Wednesday and I was like, um, well, yeah okay what are we gonna do i don't know we'll just do whatever you know and uh, i said okay that sounds cool and we jammed through a bunch of music and i hadn't really put a lot of notes or anything together it was just very freeform and the vibe was good the energy was good and um and i think from that point um he wanted me there it was friday he wanted me there monday and i loaded in at 10. they got there at noon and um we you know, I had a pretty much got drum tones and they come in and Derek's the kind of guy that really likes to work fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, he would, we just throw up a click and we start playing man. And for, so from, from my end of it and my perspective was, Oh, I'll just, you know, throw some grooves down and play a little bit and you have, they can have some ideas and some things and, you know, maybe they can get something and get to back to a record later and just collect some ideas is right. all I thought it really was going to be quite honestly. And uh, anyway, so we would take like, you know, two ta- two takes, you know, full performance. We we were playing live and we'd be onto another song and, and Derek's just kind of mumbling and singing. So basically I'm just playing time and following them mm-hmm. wherever they're going. I'm just trying to catch the change and, you know, cause uh, there wasn't a lot of communication going, but I had played a, a little bit with them and jammed with them and kind of had a feel for what they were doing. And um, excuse me. And then, so I was gonna hoping to get out of there about five o'clock and we had started tracking probably by one mm-hmm. by the time they got set up. We got set up pretty quick. And then uh come five o'clock, you know, I probably recorded a you know, we recorded about four or five songs. Wow. That's you know, awesome. maybe yeah, right, you know, and I, so I'm like, man, shit, I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking, <laughs> I gotta get up for dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pack right. and, and I wasn't prepared to like be there all night. And, and uh, so I finally, I, I called my wife and I just said, look, I, I'm not going to make it home for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just, and I went back and I seen Derek and I said, look, Derek, I said, I'm good. You got me all night. So whatever we're doing, let's do it. You know? Wow. And we did. And uh, so we finished up that evening and uh, he said, Hey man, can you come back tomorrow at noon? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And uh, we had recorded, I think, six songs, five wow. or six songs. And wow. uh, yeah, and it was just really quick and fast and, and, and great. It was really cool. And I, I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention to what was going down. We weren't even listening to the playbacks. Sure. I mean, we just kept moving, you know. So um, so the next day I got there and, you know, and, and, and Brad, you know, the funny thing about Brad, you know, when I had met Brad, you know, he just basically said, Hey man, thanks for coming down and jamming with us. And, you know, and he was super, super quiet. He's, he's not a, a guy that's really out, you know, mm-hmm. talking a whole lot. I mean, when we were jamming, I mean, he probably said two words to me, that was it. Wow. And, and it was the same. We didn't have, we never had any conversations and we were, uh, 
so now we're on the second day and i still derek's just kind of directing traffic you know directing the <laughs> ship and brad's just like you know they they communicate and you know so they kind of knew what they wanted and what they wanted to do and now mm -hmm. i come in the next day and we're li literally writing stuff right there brad's got new riffs and ideas and you know and i remember his son coming down graham who's a wonderful guitar player great talent and anyway so i, I stayed there and I, I i put down a few more tracks and it's about five o'clock in the afternoon and we had nine songs recorded wow and yeah it was really cool and uh so and it was all live it wasn't touched and punched and fixed and none of that stuff it was just live and a good vibe and good energy old school and then i'm yeah, it, very much so, and um, I'm and so so now I'm sitting there listening to the playback. Now everybody's kind of got a, a real great energy and happy and smiles and and Brad says to me, he's got it. The bass player's name's Chopper Anderson, <laughs> great player, man. Chopper's a badass. He's done a lot of stuff here in Nashville. So he, I'm stand, I'm sitting there, and he's he's behind me. Brad is behind me, and and, and, and he's got his arm around Chopper. And uh, and, he, and he and he and he says Troy, and, and mind you, this guy hasn't said two words to me the whole time. And, and I just looked at Brad and I go, "Hey, what's up, Brad?" And he's like, uh, "You know what me and Chopper been doing for the last year and a half?" And I said, "Well, no." <laughs> he goes, "We've been looking for you." Oh wow! And I just man, I just stood up and gave him a hug, man. Oh, yeah, that had been a good feeling. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. It was it was the most amazing, beautiful compliment, yeah. and 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 uh, and and it really started a nice way for us. And I left, and I had to leave. And Derek called me a week later, and he said Brad was flipping out and how much he loved the record. Mm. And I was like, record? What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, you know, we have uh, we have uh, guests that are our viewers that are watching, and you know, there's going to be some questions and stuff. But we work, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, what you got going on now. We're going to talk. We want to talk about some things that you have accomplished already, and uh, just kind of fill in some blanks of some things that we've uh, don't really know of you yet. And uh, I wanted to kind of start off with you know with your your battle of the bands uh years years ago you know <laughs> kind of that story of what kind of took you off and i believe that was in la and you were you're kind of playing the what starwood and and all these really well, cool hollywood there's, clubs there's 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 i was it was 17 years old and um i might even be able to pull a picture up here i should have sent it to oh, you oh you know what i might have it tell me um, if, yeah, tell me it if was this on is my, it is that that's it, it. Yeah, I was a little, that's a little, I think wow. I might have been 18 there, uh, possibly. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I have a picture. I, so what happened was I was playing in this band called Whisper. That's a band called No Thanks. And that band ended up be turning into a band called Benny and the Jets, which ended up at the Starwood. And uh, I, I'll get to that in Los Angeles. But we were in the Bay Area. And I was 17 years old, playing in my, uh, my real first original band. Um, and I started probably playing with older guys and music when I was about 15. Wow. So, um, you know, and you know, I bought my first set of drums, uh, myself. Um, I had three paper routes. I had two consistently cause I'm just a drug addict, alcoholic guy. That's who I am. Um, <laughs> 29 years sober, by the way. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's way to go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but I say that because that's just my personality, how I, I mean, I'm all in all the time. Right. Sure. Yeah. I'm always committed and I'm in, but, uh, any rate, so I, I know we were 
kind of jumping jumping back a little bit you know but that band just played original music i've never played in any cover bands i play in about four of them now Wow! <laughs> because i missed out when i was a kid sure. uh i was just always in original you know playing original music and being creative which was really cool so that band we was called whisper and that band i wish i had a picture because scott the guitar player he was a freaking kiss freak fanatic <laughs> And we did used to play Deuce, Strutter, and Black Diamond, and you know, but for the most part, with all these originals that had been written, he was he was into this real space thing. And what he would do, he'd create all these outfits. Mm-hmm. And I, I it was the coolest thing, you know. So <laughs> what happened in this battle of the bands, we had fog machines, we had you've seen that <laughs> last picture of me that that like behind me it had no thanks on there. That was the band. Yeah, exactly. Ah, If you could picture a big piece of plywood, like four by eight sheet, all cut out um, in lightning bolts all the way around with whisper written written and carved out in lightning bolts with a strobe light boxed in behind it. Wow. Now, is that kick drum? Is the kick drum in that picture a huge kick drum? Am I just seeing? 26. I always played a 26. Mm -hmm. It looks big. And I'm back. Yeah, and I got a 26 back here. I'm playing again on my Bono wow, kit. Okay. I've, got, I've got two studio kits back here. I might be able to drag this thing back here and show you guys. But um, so anyway, um, here we had the fog machines. We had that. We had our songs. Everybody was dressed up mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, you know, so we were like a little space band almost. <laughs> and uh, I had these white knickers with red and white striped socks all the way up to my knees with these suspenders with a big huge red bow tie and no shirt wow that's awesome yeah yeah Yeah, and 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 i was named spunky sparkle and uh scott the guitar player was called quasi quick licks and (laughs) dizzy dazzle on bass and and what was the good uh jay was um oh shit what was his name i'm I'm spacing i can't believe i'm I, I'm, I'm forgetting, but anyway. So what happened was when we when the curtain opened and we hit the stage because they they had like you know two stages side by side. So right. and it was a beautiful, nice theater, Chabot College, and and it's it's cool. I I'll tell you about that in a minute. But so when we came on and that curtain opened up, man, all the kids had ran down to the front of the stage, hmm. and it was sold out about twenty five hundred people. It was a really good audience. All these kids rushed the stage and. They're just kind of digging it and we're playing and we're just rocking out. And and uh, yeah, man, next thing you know, man, we won the battle wow. and uh, we actually ended up winning two out of the three that we had joined. That's cool. um, one in San Jose and one in Fremont and, um, and and in the Bay. But it was it was really cool and a great, great experience, you know. Um, and, and from that point on, you know, when the, when the article came out, uh, you know, because some article, local articles came out and such. And um, it was just it was really awesome to be in an original band and have something and feel that energy. And you just know that you just wanted more of it. Now, how long did was it, you know, during that phase to when you, you were able to establish yourself in L.A. and, and you know, I know you've mentioned you've you've hung out with all like kevin debro and you know all the quiet riot guys you know during when their metal health album was taken off and all that and and how did that develop into you know meeting the guys in tesla and, and you know getting your well, your, your place it, to it's a so 
so that was 70 so we're 1977 i'm dating myself here but so um 1977 the band happens whisper now i get this offer to go to memphis tennessee when i'm 17 years old i'm not going to graduate i'm not doing well in school um you know i i my parents had divorced and there were some stories behind some of that we don't i don't know we could turn this into a two-hour conversation <laughs> uh so i'll be careful of that but point being i had an opportunity and i, I and i wasn't going to graduate so i thought you know i'm gonna go play some music and i went to memphis tennessee and it was with that no thanks guy that band that you've seen that's the that's when i came home from we were in, i was in memphis for about six months i remember coming home um and from that trip and you know we were just playing doing some local stuff and it was a great great experience we all lived in an apartment together we all had jobs with the singers brothers uh, who had a real successful company and uh, i just remember the 2112 rush record just being on 24 7 man and i just mm. love that record and uh and uh, utopia todd rundgren i mean that was that was kind of the stuff we were listening to and and the other thing i was listening to a lot of back then would have been Richie Blackmore's uh, Rainbow Rising record with Cozy Cozy Powell, who was one of my sure. heroes. Yeah. And uh, but you know, and that's when freaking. I mean, I'll never forget it because I remember more than a feeling coming out. I remember Foreigner coming out. Feels like the first time wow. we're back there. We're jamming. We're just getting high and smoking pot, and at these parks and these parties, and 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 they're blasting Skinner. Yeah. I mean, it was such a cool, good time in life. Awesome amazing experience like you would watch in some of these you know these, these movies you know that it, it, that scene it, it was there and we were living it and and when i came back to san francisco in the bay area i i, I stayed with the, the the benny and the jets band i started doing recordings and we were recording we were doing really really well around the area and there was another guy around named eric martin who you might know from mr sure, big sure, yeah so eric was around and you know, I'd see him in a band called Kid Courage. And I used to go to this place called Mabuhe Gardens. It was a punk club in San Francisco on Broadway. And I'm young, man. We were all young. Eric was probably, you know, 18, 19, too, or something. I remember seeing him, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? <laughs> but um, anyway, what transpired through all of that, we were all kind of locals and all playing music. And the scene was great 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 music scene a lot of things happen a lot of clubs to play and then i got an offer to go with eric martin and uh, which turned it was a band called 415 i don't know if you're familiar with the story or not are you familiar with any of this i am oh, not okay so eric martin before tesla is right. eric martin band and we signed to Electra records we made a record back um in 1982 83 mm -hmm. and we ended up having a guy named herbie herbert who managed us from journey and we ended up touring with journey we ended up touring with zz top on the eliminator tour we were doing a lot of a lot of local things with night ranger because it was night ranger and eric martin band kind of coming up at the same time we Big did american bandstand yeah. we did we did some really cool things and after the second record didn't get picked up we made a couple videos too and they're out there you can check them out the records called sucker for a pretty face <laughs> there's okay, a video. That's cool. yeah there's a video for that and also um uh don't stop that we did a video for and there's a life when we went to Hawaii with Journey for like five sold out nights at the Blaisdell Center, and that was all documented. And that wow. that concert, we have that too. That must have so been there's dreamy. some stuff that's floating around. And basically, I mean, uh, the backstory of me getting in Tesla, which was called City Kid, 
mm-hmm. at the time. I got a phone call. Uh, Eric Martin Band was on the road with Eddie Money doing some dates. And what happened was I lived in San Leandro and just, you know, if, if you went a little bit north, you'd go to, uh, you'd go drive through Oakland to get to San Francisco. So in Oakland, Eddie Money lived in Oakland and we were out doing some stuff and there was a drummer by the name of Gary Ferguson who played with Eddie that I got really to be friends with. And uh, so I kind of knew what was going on and I, I, I don't know what the deal was, if he had other obligations or he was leaving or what it was. So I kind of had an insight what was going on there when this guy, Dwayne Hitchings, called me from Eddie's house and he wanted to come over and play me these demos. Uh, and it was the, 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 you know, the band, the same lineup uh, with minus myself and it had a drum machine on it, a song called Rock City and another one called Restless Hearts. And mm-hmm. I just remember, I remember hearing um, Jeff's voice and, and, and it just kind of really caught my ear and I, I was really interested. And, you know, he told me, he said, look, you know, I'd like you to come down and audition with the band and, you know, uh, and if you're not interested, you know, Eddie was asking about you. And, you know, coming off the Eric Martin band, it was like, this was a game changer for me because it's so easy to get wrapped up into a, a hired gun situation. And, and that's, I wanted to be in a band. Sure. You know, I wanted to be part of something. And uh, so that really piqued my interest. And I knew what the Eddie gig was paying. And, I, and it's one of those things, it, you know, had I gotten it or not gotten it, you know, Eddie was asking and it probably would have been fine. He used to see me play all the time. So, but point being, it would have probably been for X amount of months, maybe a year, who knows how long those things go for. And then you're out looking for another gig, you know? Right. And I I just really wanted to gamble one more time. I was 24, I think, at this time. Uh, Brian reminds me it was 1984, and he's probably right. His memory's a lot better than mine. (laughs) Um, But I went down and I watched the band. I watched them play two nights, a place called the Oasis Ballroom. And I remember the first, I remember singling, uh, watching the band the first night. I was a little unsure, uh, and I knew that I had to bring my wife down at the time to to make sure I had that kind of support because they were a hundred miles away from me and it was right. going to be a real strong commitment. And I was not sure how I was going to do that. So I brought her back uh, the second night and I was remember going down the dance floor just, and, I, and that's when I really singled all the members of the group out. And I remember watching Brian and, um, and I thought, okay, cool. You know, I watched Tommy and I'm like, well, there's your rock star. You got to have a rock star. And then I watched Frank and I was like, holy crap, this kid's freaking amazing. <laughs> he was he was like 17 years old, playing keyboards, playing a guitar behind his head with his teeth. He was wow. he was doing it all. Uh multi uh, we all know how talented Frank is. Yeah. And uh and then and then this was this was the game changer. Right when I started watching Jeff, I was done. He had me the whole night. I and when I kind of reviewed what had taken place at the end of the evening. I realized I thought I'll be a son of a gun, man. That guy kept my attention all night. I never looked at anybody else. Uh-huh. I stayed. I stayed with them throughout the evening, and I knew right then and there. I already knew who he was, and I already knew who the band was, and I already knew that the only thing missing from them was me. Sure. And and I knew we were going to do exactly what we have done to this day. I never ever not believe that. Um, did I ever think it would go this long? I never really gave it that much thought, but I sure. knew 
what we were doing with all the bands that were out there that we were going to do exactly what we did i mean it was it was an expectation that it was already kind of done we just got to show up and get the work done you know and and you know this this part of your story i think this this is a good spot to ask you this question of course you guys released mechanical resonance in 86 and then and then out comes the great radio controversy in 89 i don't know if anyone's ever said this to you but i the song paradise on on a great radio controversy to me, that song is to Tesla what November Rain is to Guns N' Roses. I just feel like ah. it's this epic song that just takes you on a journey. Tempo changes. It, it's it's probably my favorite song you guys do. I, I, got, I got chills. You're just saying that. I swear my body is just oh, rushing right now. Fantastic. You know, and, and the reason it's rushing is because of Brian. Brian wrote that song. Brian really? Wheat. And that was his... That was his you know live and let die or whatever that might be and mm-hmm. you know and there's so many people have reacted to that song and um you know i always gave brian the m the um mip the most improved player because he you know when he started when we were young you know we, we we didn't quite have you know that um the sense of maturity that had, had transpired over the years and just kept getting better and he spent a lot of time in the studio and he started working and producing and, and and you know as frank did always he used to do all our demos um so i mean that song yeah it, it's a beautiful song mm-hmm. and we did play it live we played it a lot acoustically right. but there was a time where it was in the set and we would perform it and um yeah the band on the run kind of thing i i remember that you know i just remember all those changes and all the musicality that went sure. into that that was that's yeah that was that was a great song and you know i'm really happy that that we had that chance to put it on that record now you sure. guys um you and def leppard are just like you know a match made in heaven i mean you guys come out and they put you on one of the biggest tours of the 80s i mean we're talking hysteria i mean that mm-hmm. album just blew up and how you guys were able to land on on such a huge tour with the you know the controversy of the party under the stage and all that stuff what memories do you still have of that tour? Oh, I got a lot of memories. Um, I think the, uh, you know, my fondest memories of what had transpired and how that had transpired. Um, so when we, so we did, we were going back and forth to LA. We did the showcase and, we, and Tom Zutt and Teresa Ensign picked us up and they were moving from um, Electro over to Geffen and we were gonna be the first signing along with Guns N' Roses and Tom, you, there's a lot of history there you can look up. But point being, we had, uh, our, our record was done and we were we were going to Europe and we were doing some touring. Now we signed with Q Prime Management, Cliff uh, Bernstein and a guy named Peter Mensch and they currently still have Metallica and they, they had they had Def Leppard back then and uh, they had Leopard for years along with you know a lot of bands you know but point being we were in Europe we were in Amsterdam and I remember you know um, uh, Phil Collin and um, oh my god why am I doing this I, I'm spacing um, Joe Elliott Rick Savage no <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. No, um, don't be. Don't be. He, he died. Oh, Steve Clark. Yeah, hey, Steve, Steve, thank yeah. you. Steve you guys Clark. wrote a song about him. I spaced on his name for a second. I was. I could see his face. I just remember when, and Rick Allen, and I remember we were in Amsterdam, and I remember them getting up, and I remember, um, I remember we jammed, 
um, and we ran around with Rick that night and, and mm. we've kind of just hit it off and had a relationship that became of that, you know, through that hysteria tour that lasted almost two years, it seemed like, you know, mm -hmm. when we got on that tour, you know, and I, I think that night probably cemented it, you know, I think we even might've jammed a leopard song that I don't remember exactly oh. what we did, but I just remember it being very special and it was the door open, you know, probably for that tour. Um, and uh, our record was, you know, doing well enough to be recognized and, you know, we we're making, getting some traction and, yeah, we went out, we did all of Europe, we did all of Canada, we did all of uh, the States, all in the round. Um, you might be familiar That's with right. yeah. sure. what, what that looked like. And yep. uh, yeah, there was a lot of, lot, of, lot of things going on back then. I mean, we're all, everybody's in there. Frank was what, 18? Wow. 19, you know, uh, Brian, same, they're young. You know, I was 20 five six what was it like for you getting up what was it like for you to see rick allen deal with that kind of as a, as a fellow drummer I'll, I'll never forget i'll tell you about that what I was know, it like I, to I, watch I, him deal with that kind of I know, adversity I know, I, I know exactly the moment we were in belfast um ireland i remember walking in to the sound check and i remember him watching him play and i i swear i i, I just my tears started rolling down my face man wow, wow. I, I was just so emotionally invested and it just kind of you know and I, I was just so blown away and i love mm -hmm. the story so much about rick and his comeback and the band i mean i gotta say for the band to be that to really, cool to, to i know i mean how many bands would actually stick with you through that sure. exactly because they could have had rick, anybody by that point yeah yeah and rick's story is so great because like when they came in from my understanding and I, I think i understand it from what i remember when they came in to see him i mean there was he was already figuring it out how he was going to do it he, there was it wasn't like you know getting a, i don't know what it was like on the other side of that but for rick i mean you know he had already made up his mind and he was already figuring it out how to move sure. forward right. you know right. very so, cool story yeah really powerful story and to this day watching him is just so amazing obviously Yep, I agree. So, yeah, I agree. Let me ask we've you. Spent, we've spent so many great times. We got to play together. We got we hung out, you know, back in the day. We did a lot of partying together. We had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know. Forever but, yeah, memories. Those are, those are treasurable moments. I mean, sure. and then, you know, you come full circle, and, you know, all the way through 15, 16, 17, we toured with them in almost another 200-plus dates. And yeah, it just, yeah. I mean, you get, how many you guys just kind of kind of keep getting hitched up for these tours and it's just amazing and it's a great opportunity and you know seeing steve clark you know play the last tours of his career yeah. has got to be just something of a milestone for you Sad. very you know he was yes. so young and so great and so talented and you know i mean we've all got demons man sure. you know and it's just trying to we all try to keep them at bay you know what i'm saying yep, and sure. those things could come out and we go through so many things you know yeah. in life to go to make this commitment to play rock and roll right. i mean it's just i mean and there's no way to to get through it unscathed somehow. some survive and some don't man. yeah troy yeah. Let, let me ask you something so you're talking about you know the tragedies that we see not i mean definitely in the music industry we've lost a lot of our heroes to addiction and i know that you're involved in not just so many musical things but things that are truly for the betterment of mankind um you know you you do you do uh oh i've got the name of it uh 
sorry. What's what's your Troy uh, Troy show Troy, up show Troy up? Shows, it's Troy, shows a, up. My Troy, Troy shows up program. Yeah, I, you know, the interesting thing is, first of all, I, I all these things I'm involved with and that I do. I have never, ever set out to do these things. It wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go put a program together. Oh, I'm going to go put a concert together. Oh, I'm going to go try to raise money for this, this, or that. It was always out of a necessity. Something happened, and it was just like, oh, okay, well, we got to do this, you know. Right. Uh, and that's how all these things transpire with me. My school program, what happened there is a guy named Brady Ayers with Jostens. Um he approached me to do Derby, Kansas, uh, middle school. And he asked me and he said, hey, would you come speak at my school? Talk to my, my kids, my middle schoolers. And I said, well, what do you want me to talk about? And he's like, drugs. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. I've been, you know, I've been sober a little while, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't really think too much about it. And he goes, well, I go, what are you looking for? He goes, well, give me 20 minutes of playing, 20 minutes of like, uh, you know, maybe presentation and then maybe 20 minutes of question and answers. Oh, cool. So anyway, yeah, so I, 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 I put some notes together. I, I had a little program that I exercised over on one of our breaks and I threw some music together. Um, none of it was Tesla music. It was a little Tesla intro video and then I'd come out and I'd play and I actually had the school band, the marching band, every, every school I've done so far, I've had the kids involved. So, um, and I could forward you some stuff if you're interested, but, sure. uh, but point being, um, you know, I, I just simply said yes. And, and just kind of lost touch with him for a minute. He got back in touch with me and kind of called me out on it. And, you know, I was kind of a little bit nervous about it cause I hadn't really done anything like that, you know? Right. And, uh, my whole philosophy in life is just show up, right. you know? So that's what I've been doing. And, that's cool. uh, and I've done that with a, a lot of uh, anxiety and fear, you know, over the years. I mean, I always say everything scares me. Everything I've ever done, man, I've just, I've always had that thing inside of me that's been that nervousness, like, you know, because you're always putting more on your plate than maybe you should handle or do at the time. And you got to rise up and you got to meet that. Challenge, you're challenging to yourself. To meet that expectation, you know what I mean? And yeah, you don't really sure. know if you're going to or not. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But the point is, so now here I am. Uh, we were in Denver, Colorado, playing some bike fest. And a friend of mine, Scott Gusty Richard, uh, Richardson, I think it's got his last name, I believe. Christensen, excuse me. Uh, Gusty, I, a friend of mine, shows up. We're at the gig, and, he, and I tell him what I'm going to get ready to do next week in Kansas. And he's like, you're going to do what? I said, well, I'm going to talk to these kids, you know. I'm going to do blah, blah, And he's like, man, are you documenting this? I said, well, no. <laughs> he goes, I'm coming, and I'm bringing my gear. Cool. This guy freaking packed up his vehicle, put his all the gear, video, uh, PA, everything he would need to document and record five, six camera shoot. Wow. Awesome. And he documented what you see on TroyShowsUp.com. That's all him from our very first school. I've not even put anything up since. I've got three content for three, four other schools sitting on it. Wow. I haven't even wow. gotten to it yet. Very cool. But my point is, he showed up, man. He drove himself from Denver to Derby, Kansas. That's incredible. And and if he hadn't have done that, I mean, we wouldn't even have all this content and all this stuff. And it just, and, and you know, I remember I had all my notes on the floor 
And I remember the marching band coming in right before I got ready to play because I went in and seen the music director and I asked him, I said, hey, man, send the kids over. Maybe we can do something, you know, because I was kind of free forming. I didn't have all my form together. And they show up like right before I'm like getting ready to go on. I go, hey, play me something. They play me a beautiful piece of freaking marching, awesome, killer piece of music. <laughs> and I was like, holy moly, man, you guys just do that. And then you come out and I'll come out and blah, 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 blah. And we'll do this. And, and, that, and that's what we did. And uh, and we got it all. And uh, it was about seven, you know, maybe seven, eight hundred kids. Beautiful theater. Wow. I mean, the, the theaters they're doing in these schools today are phenomenal. Yeah. But um, that's that's kind of how it, the, the birth happened. Uh, and that's how I got involved, you know. Sure, sure. Well, that's, Scott, that's do you really have cool. a... Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, all that's just tremendous work. and Definitely. You know, we we just were talking about, you know, how such a huge milestone the Hysteria Tour was. And you went all over... It was a long tour and and huge tour, but somehow you managed to even jump onto another huge tour, which was the Doctor Feelgood tour. Oh wow! With Motley Crue, yeah, yeah, and, that, you know, and yeah. that was the the you know the highlight of their career. You know, that's when the, they were the biggest at the number one, probably album. the most fucked up too. <laughs> that's interesting. What, what was that last comment? Hey, that's probably at their when they were at their most fucked up too, as far as drugs. Check and this out. Alcohol. Well, that was their sobriety you're, you're, tour. You're, you're not gonna. You're not. Check this out, man. You're gonna love this part of the story. <laughs> so now we go out there with Motley. The whole band. We're out there with them on that tour for about two months, and that's where the whole you know five band acoustical jam thing was born. I'll tell you about that in a minute. If you're, okay. So we get out there. They're all sober. The whole band. Oh wow. wow. The whole band was sober. <laughs> Unfreaking un believable. Were they Tommy, grumpy? <laughs> no, they were cool. They were cool. There, matter of fact, I'm telling you, they were playing so amazingly well. Everybody was on top right. of their game. Lori Quigley, I remember, was mixing the band. Tommy had that roller coaster thing track around the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spring up there, just freaking killing it, man. Uh, I'm such a huge Tommy fan. I think he's such a badass. Yeah. Um, did you two but, get along pretty well on that tour? Actually, yeah. But no, we did very much, and we do. You know, I mean, they drove through Nashville, you know, a couple of years ago, and you know, I called him day of show. I just got in. And he's like, "Yeah, come on down." You know, so we're still good, man. You know, we don't. I don't call him all the time. We don't talk, and you know, there's a lot of stuff. You know, we we're all both just doing our thing. You know, mm -hmm. um, I. I I don't know, man. I've all, like I said, I've always had studios. When you get home off of a tour, you got X amount of days to get something done. And, and that's, you, you're just always so busy. Sure. And then you're back in the studio, make another record and you go tour and you do, do that again. It's just a repetitive cycle. But, um, but on that tour, I got to say the band, they were on fire, man. Mm. They were so good every freaking night. Wow. You know, I, I mean, I was, I feel so blessed that we were a part of that. Yeah. you know to to witness them in that time because my understanding and it might i think it's the only time in history of motley Crue where the whole band was sober and mm -hmm. it was only very short-lived i believe right but right. we were there and then uh and you know tommy was married to heather at the time and she was a sweetheart and he, and, uh, and i remember we were playing uh where were we um Los Angeles uh, Outdoor Theater. I'll think of it here in a second. I remember Tommy and Heather showing up because they had just gotten back from Mexico and we were playing. And so they come down, we hung out. And, you know, and it was nice, you know. Um, I, I, I try to remember to this day, you know, because of 
Motley Crue being Motley Crue. I don't know how this happened. I don't even know if Tommy would remember, quite honestly. <laughs> but I do remember being at home. I had met, I don't even know if I had met Tommy. I just remember him him at my house, coming mm-hmm. to my house. I remember waking my daughter up because she was a big Motley fan. <laughs> and uh, it was, she didn't get up and meet him or anything. But I just remembered that taking place. And, and when I think back, man, it's almost like it's just weird, you know, right. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't I don't know how that happened. I don't remember reaching out to him. You know, when the first Tesla record came out, we, you know, we, we got a lot of attention and people like Tommy and things with it was cool because it just kind of opened a door t- for sure. people to want to talk to you, you right. know. Absolutely. So um, but anyway, you know, yeah, I have a lot of great fond memories of, of those tours and and and, sure. and being a part of that for sure. Me, you would you would think that with with your history with you know touring with Def Leppard and the Motley Crew that somehow Tesla would have been able to land on that stadium tour. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think I think we. I mean, I, after fifty, so 2015, it's us, Sticks. Leopard 2016, it's us, REO Leopard 2017, it's us, Poison Leopard. Well, at some point, man, I mean, I gotta <laughs> tell you, it, it was it was a little much, and, and I don't yeah. think it did. I think the stadium tour could have made a lot of sense, but I think we played that card, man. We just went mm-hmm. so long on that, um, and you know, yeah. and maybe you know maybe for them they wanted some new blood maybe they were tired of us you know uh, can't imagine uh, i mean that. but you know brian and joe were super close and i think that relationship probably helped us uh you know over the years along with us you know being produced by phil collin who did a record for us called shock you know right. and we worked with phil he wanted to get involved he loved the band and he reinvented that that picture you just put up mm-hmm. we look we look good there because of phil collin i mean he, <laughs> seriously right? and, and yeah because what happened was while we were on that tour you know um if you look at everybody um there was no conscious effort of how the band looked and if you go back a couple a year ahead of that and mm-hmm. in 15 because mm-hmm. phil i remember him approaching the band saying look man i love you guys but you can't look like roadies up there Oh, and, wow. you know, you guys, right. you guys, you guys, you got to get it together. Well, that's you how I mean, you guys stuck out in the among all the 80s hair bands anyway, because you you didn't do that. You know what I well, mean? Yeah, you guys were kind of more natural than, than the rest of them. That's true. I think, yeah, that that served us. Uh, uh, but at this time, when Phil came involved, you know, I mean, he he really brought it, man. That guy really invested everything into this group to reinvent us. He was the guy that reinvented the band. In my let, opinion, let me read you a couple of viewer comments, if you don't mind, because uh, you have a lot of people in here watching from all over the United States. Yes. We've got uh, Columbus, Ohio, here in Oklahoma, Phoenix, Arizona, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, Illinois, and Niagara Falls, New York. Hello yeah. to all of you. So let me read a comment from uh, someone in Niagara Falls. Tina Agostino says, thank you for the drumsticks from last time you guys played the Rapid Theater here in Niagara Falls. And then David Holland just says, thanks for the music. Now, um, I, I do want to ask you something. Kind of, I'm usually the person on the panel here that covers the, uh, the deeper topics. So they're great at music history. I'm, I'm good at like digging into deep topics. So I want to ask you, there is a documentary that came out this year called The Guest List. And um, it covers the tragic station nightclub fire in Rhode Island back in 2003. 
And there's a lot of talking in that documentary from Dee Snyder. And he uh, he pretty much gives you credit for single-handedly putting that that benefit show together. And I just want to know a little bit about how that came together and what spurred you to do that. Well, I uh, <clears throat> I had never personally played that club. Um, I, I, I knew, I, I remember waking up in a fog about, I was sleeping on the couch. I woke up and I was, the news was on. And all I remember is seeing everybody stacked up in the doorway. Yes. I don't know if, if anybody remembers that scene. Oh, yes. Uh, it was freaking unbelievable. And when I fell back asleep and, I, and when I woke up and I realized what had happened, I mean, that was devastating, of course. Now, we were touring a lot and we were going through Providence and we were playing Lupos and I remember some of the survivors had come down and that we had met at a meet and greet. And, um, and there was a, a packet of information that was left on our bus uh, for Frank Hannon, our guitar player. And, and I remember when we left that evening, um, never really gave any thought about what had taken place, but as we were driving down a bus, driving down a road next couple of days that I, I, I just got interested and I picked it up and I started looking through it and, uh, and there was a number to call. Uh, and I started, I, I thought, well, I can make a donation, you know, what can I do? And I thought, well, I'll just, you know, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I could spend a few grand and I could buy 20 guitars and I can get them all signed, you know, cause you can buy guitars for a hundred bucks or whatever sure. and sign them and they can go, you know, auction them off and make some money. And so that was all I was planning on doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called, and this gal, Vicky, she was the president of uh, stationfamilyfund.org. And what her, and uh, so so I'm telling her what I want to do. And she says, you know, Troy, you really need to call this guy, Todd King. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, um, I'll call Todd. And uh, so I got on the phone with Todd, and he started telling me about their situation. They, they were five, him and Vicky. And a few others that got out of the club who went with their friends who did not survive um because there was 100 people died 200 injured 65 orphan children mm-hmm. so that's the story on, on on that tragedy and now i'm talking to todd and he's telling me about well you know you know we've just been trying to raise money you know through this and that and uh you know, car washes and whatever. And I remember he told me about Carmine Apiece was doing a lot of help, really working hard and trying to help out. And I thought, oh, I love Carmine, man. That's awesome. And I said, so as I learned more about their story, they didn't have any expenses. I mean, they were literally using their own money to get whatever they could to help these orphan children and families so their insurance wouldn't lapse so they could be taken care of. So they started this stationfamilyfund.org. Their lives had become completely 100% immersed and committed. That was that was their life for the next 20 something years. Gosh. I mean, or you know, maybe maybe well it'll be the 20th year anniversary next year. So 15 plus at the time, whatever it was. So now when I'm talking to Todd, I'm like, "Todd, I go I said, "Hey, I'll call you back in a minute." I hung up. We're driving down the road. I'm sitting in the front of the bus. Jeff, our singer, is in the middle of the bunk area, standing there. I look behind me, and Jeff's there. Now, mind you, we had somebody we lost in that fire by the name of Jeff Rader. Mm. Jeff Rader was Jeff Keith's personal assistant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and so I, I just simply walked up to Jeff and I said, Jeff, I said, Hey man, I said, how about we go do a benefit, you know, for, for these people. And, and I, I'll never forget it. He, he just looked at me and he said, Troy, he goes, is it going to cost us any money? Mm. And I said, I said, Jeff, it won't, I'll figure it out. It won't cost us any money. And it didn't, by the way. So uh, anyway, so I went to Brian and Frank and they agreed to do it, you know, and uh, it was cool. You know, everybody had a heart, you know, mm-hmm. for this. And uh, so now there's there's a concert before that one that you there There was two concerts, the one you probably don't know about. But um, so I called, I think at the time I talked to Brian, I think he talked to Pat Travers and we got Carmine of Peace. And, and then I went down, I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's so funny. I just got done texting Barry Kircher from Shinedown. We've been going back and forth tonight and I'm going to tell you the story. I didn't know him. This, I was living in Scottsdale and um, I, I, I thought, Oh, that band Shinedown, they got a song out on the radio. They were doing simple man. Remember that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was out on the radio. Uh, and this is in like, Oh, four five. So I, I, I went and I, they were playing locally and I went and knocked on the back door and I just, I just, I asked if I could, I introduced myself and asked if I could come in and talk to the band and we talked and then we got on the bus and I told them what I was getting ready to put together or show together in Providence, Rhode Island. And, and I said, would you guys be interested in, you know, being a part of it? Love to have you aboard. And they go, well, we got to talk to our management about it, but yes, we would love to. Wow. And uh, so sure enough, man, they signed up and it was us, you know, uh, it was um, Travers with Carmine Um and then shine down and Tesla closed and uh and we had our first concert it was i called to, i called to them back and told them we were going to come to a concert i said look we're going to do a concert but there's no heroes no interviews none of that we're going to do it under the radar and uh we don't want any press on it no no fanfare right yeah we don't want to we don't want to do that so i i said but we're going to come and so i told him he got excited about it and so we started working on it todd and i and we put the show together and uh basically we sold out a 3300 seat venue we raised over a hundred thousand dollars that evening wow and uh if it was the first kind of real money that they had to put in their bank which was really cool and it brought a lot of healing it was a second year anniversary and a lot of those you know survivors that were there and families i mean they they were kind of abandoned unfortunately mm-hmm. and this was the first real thing that came around that i think gave them a sense of hope yeah. uh, and, and you know it was time to start processing you know some of that information so fast forward a couple of years uh after that i was passing back through there and i got a phone call from this guy donovan williams donovan was in a coma for three months he's blind Wow. And he had called me and I'd got to know him first go around with the benefit we had put together. And he says, Troy he says, I want to meet you uh, at the hotel. Where are you going to be? And so he met me that evening. We were playing Lupos the next day. And he says, I got him. And I go, came in. I never forget it. We're in the bar and I was having a cup of coffee. And he said, Troy he says, I got a meeting for you with Deborah Paselli. She's the assistant to the GM at the Dunkin' Donut Center, the arena. Wow. And I, and I swear to God, this is a God truth got an honest truth a lot of people that know me i'm a faith-driven guy i have a relationship with christ and that's how i serve my life i just my faith is everything and i just remember looking up saying it's done yeah absolutely i got this no problem we're there (laughs) and i knew it and that's all it was you know you you know when when he's in it and you know when you're supposed to do something and you pick up the call and you answer the call 
That's right. That's all it is. You answer the call and you, and, and, and I just did the follow through for the next five months of putting that whole show together. I became the promoter. I went down, I secured the building. Mm-hmm. I called Todd. I go, Todd, all we need is a $22,000 um, down payment uh, for an insurance liability policy for $2 million. Wow. I says, and we can have our show. So it says the station family fund presents, it says, wake up to love presents the station family fund benefit relief concert. And and I have my foundation's called Wake Up to Love. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, cool, so we can have our concert. And the first call I made was actually Michael Sweet from Striper. Yes. Uh, and because I already knew I wanted Christian bands, I didn't want it to be all rock bands. And Dee's got this story. So Dee, if you're listening, you got to clean this up because you got to have <laughs> son. Let me remind you what happened. Okay. I told you, I said, well, it's not going to be just an 80s concert. And, and I says, we're going to have. We're going to have Christian bands. We're going to have country bands and rock bands. And when I made the phone call to D and D got involved, it was great because I said, D, I need you to just be the, be the voice of this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and be the front. And, and he took it all on and he, he brought everything with him, man. I mean, I, I got nothing but praise for that man. Yeah. Wow. God, God bless you guys for doing that. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. It's Sorry. Very yeah. honorable so it, it, there's, a, there's so much, it's, it's a lot to the story, a lot sure. of work and it happened and it's just, you know, for me, glory to God, you know, that's really all it is. Sure. You know, thank I mean, you for you just, doing it. Yeah. That's a great yeah. story. And good heart. And, and just, you know, a lot of people, I mean, just have the heart, but just don't have the will and, and or the know-how to do those things that you did. And right. so the means, you know, we, maybe. Yeah, we really thank you for for, for or, you know, well, doing something so. You so know, when large. you think about something like that happening, that after it happens, you, you can think of so many times where it probably could have happened, and, and you know, it's like surprisingly, all the all the you know pyrotechnics that are were used in small clubs. I mean, I mm. remember in the eighties just being underage and going seeing bands that use stuff they probably shouldn't have been using sure. so yeah, yeah. We, when you're young we're not thinking you know that's right, right. You're right. we're that's really right. not thinking we're just out to have a good time i know i was i mean put on a good show that's, yeah that's why i had to get sober sure. <laughs> you know i had a little too much fun yeah, yeah. Um, can, but, can, can you tell us a little bit about um the recording sessions of bust a nut um the things you guys kind of went through during that period i know it was maybe you know it's all the word out there is it was kind of a rough patch during that time um well you know the the crazy thing about that for me the i mean the great beautiful thing about that's when i started getting sober i was sober i mean i was guy guy was working on getting sober in new york and the guys were out every night partying and and when i got sober i didn't alienate myself you know i tried to stay active and you know i I didn't want to hide away you're going to come across at any you're going to be hanging around it i mean yeah so i might as well get used to it i had to be careful of certain things but you know no at that time i mean they were going out and having a good time they were always coming in hammered or or, you know from the the next night before you know the next morning but it was such a great that record um with terry thomas oh i'm talking i was talking psychotic supper Uh, you said bust a nut right yeah Yeah. Uh oh i'm sorry i was talking about psychotic that's okay Okay, busting up. Terry Thomas comes in. That was a man. If it wasn't for Terry, that record would have never got done. Really? I mean, that's how. Yeah, that was not a good time for Jeff, um, and um, the band. I mean, because there was just we were just kind of out of control with whatever we wanted to do on our terms of how we wanted to do it. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna book the session. We're gonna start at twelve, and maybe someone's gonna show up at six o'clock in the evening. That wow. kind of stuff. Yeah. You know. There was a lot of things and and um you know it, it just it it was you know there was just a lot going on back then and and um 
it, it took a minute yeah you know to get that record done and, and again, i know a lot of the hard i know a lot of the hardcore tesla fans really enjoy that album you know they i, I see comments of where you guys just don't play any of those songs off that album but you know it's still like it's sort of like you know so like i don't know some albums from kiss that that the fans just love but that but you know right. they, it didn't go they're over. never gonna play right well i mean you know it was not a, i mean we did play songs off those records you know we did and and, and whether they became staples in the set or not might look different you know right what what took place as we started getting back out there 15 16 17 with leopard and trying to reinvent ourselves when you're doing that you've got to play the hits Mm-hmm. you know and brian used to really hammer that and yes. he was right he was right and i love frank because frank was all about the b-sides and i like <laughs> the b-sides too sure and, and the, the deep tracks you know we want yes. and you got to have some of that so having some balance but sometimes um you know frank kind of ran the set list and mm-hmm. you know i was just like hey whatever you guys put on there i'm playing i'm good mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't matter to me what we're playing mm-hmm. um you know and and, and that's kind of how it ran you know yeah. gotta have signs you gotta have modern, modern yeah, you, cowboy. You gotta, you, gotta have little is. Susie. <laughs> yeah. yeah love song you know yeah exactly so, so at this present time are you are you still on uh, taking a break from the guys right now i am i am yeah i'm on a bit of a break and um Right now, I'm, you know, personally, there's a lot of things going on in my life that I'm, you know, this thing that we do doesn't cater to to bands. I mean, to families, excuse me. Right. right. So at, at the time, you know, that this had gone down and COVID and everything, it just it just really gave me some time to step back and kind of look at things. And, um, you know, and I, I've been running hard with the band for, you know, 36 years and and i love the guys and i love the band i'm a fan uh always will be i got nothing but praise for them i mean they paved gave me a great life you know um and i and i think we all share in that and um you know so right now i've been doing a lot of different projects and you know like i said i never played in any cover bands man so i I went out and played in i played a james taylor tribute I went out and did some stuff with this Led Zeppelin tribute, did a Van Halen thing with these friends of mine called Completely Unchained. And uh, and then I'm in a classic rock tribute. Uh, And those are some of the things. And then on records, you know, I get to do a lot of records. I'm here. Um, I, I like being home. And and quite honestly, I just signed up. I'm I'm doing some dates with the Guess Who right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've done a half a dozen shows, and Gary Peterson, the drummer, and um, you know, I'm just you know, hopefully he'll be back, you know, next week. Um, right. But I, like I told him today, I said, "Look, Gary, I'm here as long as you need me, man. Do what you got to do. Um, having fun with the guys, like the band, like the guys. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff happening and." That's I've been awesome. really, really blessed blessed to play on a lot of records, everything from Doris Day to Keith Emerson. Incredible. So, Have you been in contact with Tommy recently or No, I have you know, that's funny. His I just talked to his drummer, David. I put David in there with Tommy. Tommy and I were talking. Tommy actually wanted me to do the record and uh and 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 and, you know i hadn't really talked to the band about it because there was a lot of bad blood and i didn't want to bring it into the band um and i didn't know who felt what so at the time i had seen him when i was going through uh, florida you know we just we connected we talked and i went over and his wife cooked dinner and and uh, my wife and you know it it was great and um and then you know we, we that was you know a couple few years back and um 
And then I just told Tommy, I said, look, man, I'm not your answer, man. And I got a guy for you. And uh, that's who's playing with him, Dave Parks, dear mm -hmm. friend of mine. So he's been, they did the record, they've been touring, they've been having fun and, you know, but I haven't talked to him lately, no. I would say that you got it, I mean, if you're happy at home, you got that nice little studio right there. Yeah, I mean, man. you can make music from there. You'd be with your family. I think that yeah. you're, you're, I think you're a lucky guy there. Definitely. Definitely. It's not a bad deal, man. And you know, quite <laughs> honestly, I like diversity, sure. you know, and, and I got to say, you know, Steve Brown, the drummer who's playing with Tesla, he's mm -hmm. great, great drummer, great person, great guy. And I haven't really, we're not best of friends or anything, but I've always known Steve over the years and I always knew he was the right choice. And I, he was, I had him pegged out years ago before I even had to make the phone call, you know? And um, so, I mean, it's perfect, you know? It's really great because if you think about it, it's a win-win. And I, I think it's even a breath of fresh air probably for the guys right now, you know? Um, I mean, it's like having a new new girlfriend <laughs> for a minute, right? Uh, you know, will we ever play again together? I don't know if that'll ever happen or not. I, I, I don't, I'm, I, I don't know what we will do uh, moving down the road. But right now, you know, Steve's the drummer and mm -hmm. it's his gig and um, I'm happy for everybody and I'm happy for me. And Sure, and if I'm not, happy. if you don't, you're, you, you're part of something, you know, that you guys built that's really special, so. Yeah. I'm sorry, one more time? I said, if, if you don't play with them again, you, you're, you have, you, you've helped build, a, you know, like you said, was it 30, 36 year? A legendary band. A legendary band, band right? No, it's fantastic. I'm pulling my phone up. I want to play you something over the phone. You'll dig oh, this. Oh, cool, man. This is, this is what I'm really excited about. Um, there's a guy. I was working with my son. Uh, it's my son's. It was He was producing this guy named K-Riz. He's 29 years old. He's out of um, um, Reno, Nevada. And uh, and I, I said my son was going through a surgery and he says, dad, would you put some drums on this stuff for me? And I said, sure. And I spent three weeks in California with him, And, uh, and I just fell in love with this guy. Mm -hmm. And, um, so take a listen. Sure. That's some funky beats yeah. right there. Yeah. That's funky. So, a little sublime. Well, I, was to, I, I could play you. We've got so many songs. I'm in the studio doing his record right now. The guy that um, lives here, Don Derby, friend of mine, Christian, freaking ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> Do you mind if I like give you 30 seconds of this stuff? Go for it. We're we're gonna let you go here pretty quick, but yeah, let's let's end on a cool note here. Um, if I, <laughs> uh, this is. Uh, well, we don't have to get into this right now, but I'll give you just a second. Now, I don't know if you're a fan of any Christian music or not. I am. But this guy here, listen to this. Eight miles of pain. Eight 
could be true This thing they call God's grace But it is carrying me through It's coming from the one that made a way I got a heavenly view My eyes have had a change I know what I believe is the reason That is leading me to see beyond the season Where my soul was unchained I'm gonna yeah, stop that's it. That's nice, dude. But you can see, you can see the talent pool's really strong. For sure. <laughs> and that you recorded that there. I'm doing all this. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, all that's this. Very excellent. cool, man. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we're doing a lot of great work. So you know, I get to explore in those other areas. Um, you know, I talked to Derek today, and you know, I can go out maybe. I, I just love playing music, man. Sure. That's all. I love playing drums. I'm still a fan. I, I'm. You know, I'm still as invested as I was buying them, you know, back in the day. Sure. You bet. Let me read you a few more viewer comments and we'll start wrapping this up. Thank you for giving us so much time tonight. And again, thank you I'm to good. Dustin Little. <laughs> Thanks to Dustin Little for, for uh, coordinating this with you. We really appreciate Dustin. it. So Scott Hilpert says, Bustin' Nut gets better every year. It ages a very underrated album. Jim Woodworth says, I have personally witnessed Troy pick up the ball and run. Dude is an awesome human. Gail Trunk says, Troy, you are amazing. And then our buddy Travis Arnold, we're praying for you, man. He's out there getting ready to ride out the hurricane. Uh, we're praying for your safety. He says, Tesla wrote absolutely great songs. So we just wanted to share some of those comments with you. Yeah. But, fellas, do you have anything else for Troy before we start did, wrapping up? Did you up? say the Tanya, Tanya Bell? No, go ahead and uh, read thank it. Thank you for providing the soundtrack to my life in the 90s. Wow, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's cool. what yeah, I'm experiencing. Lots of, lots of uh, <clears throat> questions and lots of comments here. Um, you can find it on the Tulsa Music Stream Facebook page. If you want, you can come in and, and hit like or uh, reply to some of these if you wish. Um but it was a great show, great interview. And we're so we're proud to have you on here. Absolutely. You know, you, you talk about um, sobriety, and I'm about a year and a half in my sobriety. Congratulations. I absolutely have a story that um, one time you guys, Tesla, played in Oklahoma City, and it was, uh, you know, maybe the early 2000s, 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. Uh, it was a smaller venue, um, but it was probably the most fucked up uh, I've ever been. And uh, <laughs> I went with some girls and and and, and a friend of mine, a, a bandmate, and I, th I don't know if they went backstage, or whatever. But I was pretty pretty messed up, and I thought yeah, I couldn't find them. I couldn't get backstage. The, secu <laughs> the security pushed me away, but let the girls go through. Um, I lost, I, I couldn't find my, my buddy. I was in Oklahoma city. I live in Tulsa. I didn't drive up there and somehow, I don't know if I got kicked out of there or what the concert was still going on. And I end up walking to the, to, I guess, end up at the Samurai uh, bar club there in, in Oklahoma city. I don't know how I managed to find it. Hmm. It was cold. I didn't have any jackets or nothing on, on me. And somehow why walking to that club and going to some stranger's house and then them calling the police on me. Cause I was so messed up that as walked again on the street that my, my friends actually found me walking down some residential street. But that was one of my, uh, <laughs> my uh, experiences with Tesla out in Oklahoma city. Oh, <laughs> well, um, and how soon after did you get sober? Um, uh, soon after that was, you know, in my younger twenties uh, when when that happened. But you know, that was one of my uh, biggest uh, 
fuck ups you know he's about a year and a half into his sobriety troy and he's doing a fantastic job he and i are are married and we're in a band together and and uh, nine the guy in the middle he's in a band here too so uh, we're coming at you from not only the human perspective but the but the uh, musician perspective as well and this has just been so fantastic and i just want to say thank you for being one of the good guys out there it's a rough industry it's it's filled with a lot of turmoil and addiction and just bad business and you're you're a light in a dark place and i just want to say thank you for for doing that and we certainly thank you for coming on with us ah pleasure was all mine all right buddy you take care of yourself and stay in touch and let us know how we can help you promote uh things going forward we're here for you i have some stuff i have some stuff i'm involved with the wake up to love site is not up yet wake up to love.org uh there's a backstory i'm heavily involved with a lot of homeless here in Nashville mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of people drug addict alcoholics and and I have a team of people that you know we 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 help people we get them into sobriety we get them we get them into 30-day inpatient programs with no insurance and I mean it's it's pretty remarkable what we're doing I, I haven't posted I don't talk about it on online but I have a video I'll send you that I think you'll find interesting and you can just yeah. keep it confidential yeah. for now but I think you'll enjoy it definitely want to stay in touch with you you're such a good guy thank you for being a light for the lord and thank you for coming on with tulsa music stream we'll get you back on sometime absolutely you yeah, next me. time you gotta play the drums yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta have the drum set ready man <laughs> i got them right back here you we, know I mean? we have had uh billy sheehan play the bass on yes, here yes yeah we've had um uh, uh guitar player for uh white snake play guitar and oh, uh, David Aldrich. Yeah. Doug Aldrich. Doug Aldrich. Doug Aldrich. Holy Moses, sorry. I play with Doug, too. guitar on here. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you're up next. We'll get we'll get you on. Yeah. <laughs> guitar player for well, Megadeth play guitar. Yeah. So we got to awesome. have a drummer. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I could go set this thing right up and I could play right now for you back there. I've got my bottom kit set up. I've got my studio set. You want to see it real quick? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let me unplug this thing. I've got to unplug this drive. I'm going to put uh, you on full screen so people can see this. I'm gonna unplug this. Okay, I just did a big no-no and unplugged my drive. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see how this works out. Taking Here the tour go. with you, bro. This is so cool, man. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, boy. Looky there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So this little guy here, you see this one? Yeah. Yeah. I have a holding. I don't have any hands at this point, so I got Rick Allen beat. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. I right, that. I got that one. Uh, I'm holding, obviously, this thing. Yeah, is, yeah. You need a camera person. Um, that'd be my luck, and this thing will fall over. This wouldn't be nah. good. Man, this Please. is getting exciting right here. Oh. Why can we not hear that? It must. It's probably too distorted. Well, we can see it. Oh, man. You know what? You know what stinks about that, Troy? I think it was it was so distorted it overdrove the mic, and we only heard about two beats. Of that. Uh, well, here, check this out. So down <laughs> here, I've got I've got a workstation, so I can yeah. record. Can you see this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my set. This is my studio tight kit. Oh, you drummers really be tight. watching. Wow. Now I've got another one back here, the bottom kit. Oh, the bottom. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, oh, man. Oh, sweet. Wow. You like that? Yeah. I love it. 
And I got another workstation back here. Holy cow. So I can record myself and so you really, use all you use all your sets there to record them. Well, I've got yeah, I mean and I've got lots of drums and sure. you know, yeah. So but but I've got I'm I've got more than I need, you know, to get everything done. I, I'm, I'm, I by the way, I'm doing a thing with a guy from Public Enemy right now too, a record with him. I forgot oh my to tell gosh. You Flavor Flav? No, it's actually a guy named Brian Hardgroove. That's his wow. name, the bass player. He'd done all that stuff. He'd been there forever and a day. He's super talented. He lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, him and another guy, Salon, this guy, that's three of us. And we have a band actually called, it's called Resonant Alien. And and I just said yes. And he came over, we visited, he found me. And it's been really cool, you know? So you, you uh, kind of have in, that alien, that Martian theme popping up in your life over know, and over. <laughs> What's going on there, Troy? <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of funny, but you know we've only I've got two tracks done with them. Uh, it's really cool. It's 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 a little different than I expected. It's it's not. I didn't know a lot about. It. It's nothing political, you know. I just told like I told him. I said Brian. I said if it's good, positive, I'm in. I don't do negative. That's all I said. And sure. and we are man. He's 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 it's cool. So anyway, you'll probably be hearing from that pretty soon too. We're going to be watching for it. You just thought we were letting you go. Now we're really going to let you go. Now the interview starts, <laughs> Troy. Well, I mean, look, I'm good. If you got to go, you got to go. Well, but I'm going to be honest with you, my friend. I really have to go to the bathroom. That is well, really good going. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm. Um, she can't just pick up the computer and take it in there no, with her. So. No, I can't. It's, I'm just saying, I just wanted, I just spaced on that and I forgot about it as I was coming in. So anyway, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll man. catch up and we'll do it again sometime. It sounds yeah. great. great. Thank, thank you so much. You have a great All night. Right. Thanks, Troy. All right. Thank, thank you so much, buddy. All right, see you. All right. We'll if see you want to go ahead and go pee, Scott and I can maybe tell some jokes or something, yeah. huh? All right. I mean, you know, I don't know what he got there, Scotty. Well, I just thought, you know, it was interesting. Um, you guys carry the show. I'll be right back. All right, you go you ahead. Know, it was just so cool that these, uh, you know, he explained a lot of the old school stuff with the tours that he'd been sure. on. And, you know, that was one Def Leppard show that I missed. I, you know, I, I didn't get to see the, I didn't the, either, the but, stereo one. But you know, it was a big one, too, man. That's a huge yeah. tour. That was a huge album. and. Lots of hits on that album. And I believe they came here in Tulsa, too. And I just didn't get to go. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing that year. And, and I think I missed the Dr. Feelgood one as well. I did not go to that But I either. think Warrant here in Tulsa was the opener on that one. On the Dr. Feelgood one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but, yeah, know. that's really cool. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, that were kind of talking about him in the chat room you know joining tesla getting back with them and you know it's just going to be a, a decision that's probably you know i i believe it's going to happen you know right, there's another one for you out. david david barajas says the music is the proof great lyrics great musicians and great shows absolutely i agree with you david but uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys for sticking around, and and the numbers were great. Did yes. you guys see that they had another Taylor Hawkins thing last night? Yes. I did not. I did. There's no like TV footage of it. But I wonder YouTube. if they. I wonder if they knew that we had a Troy episode. I think they tonight. did. That's why they scheduled the show for last night or the night before That's instead cool. of tonight. There was one quick thing I wanted to say. I know we've been on a while, but. Um, I know a lot of you guys were asking in the chat room, you know, is Troy going to get back with Tesla? We just talked about that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, and okay. And my, my opinion was, I, I, I believe it, you know, when they get the wrinkles ironed out, that I think that 
he will. That's just my opinion. I, I, I just think he's kind of enjoying doing different things in his life, and, and props to him for that. But um, Sure. Thanks for letting yeah. me go to the bathroom. You, I really you have to understand that. People that do that. The way that bands tour nowadays is not like it was. No. You know, there's a lot of plane rides and, and, and you know, commercial plane rides and, and you know, you, you show up and the gears there already. Well, you, you know? see Rudy Sarzo post so many pictures all the time of him flying in airplanes, going to play for the weekend and go home. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. What a life. What a life. Yeah. Teresa, do you want to say hi? You've been a big help tonight. Can I put you on? She dressed up for us tonight. We didn't dress up. I did not dress up. We're slouches so and she what, looks What did pretty. you think about the, the show tonight? Did you I have thought it? it was great. Give I us the he, top three highlights. He could have gone on for days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I he, think he did. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, and we have several more things to say. I know, I, I know. We're just going to say them then. So. Well, it was, a, it was a great show. And thank you for all your help. She really helps uh, keep track of all the viewer comments and stuff she like does. that. So she does. Big asset to the show. I did not say big ass. I said big asset. <laughs> so we appreciate it, her. You know what? When your face is, when, when the microphone's right in your face, it's hard to read all the comments, you know? No. Yes, yes, we struggle. Well, People let's. had a lot of nice things to say. I know. I hope you can go back and read those comments. Let's real quick before we let people go. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. I'm just going to read the names because of time. Oki PC. Thank you, Dustin, for the interview tonight. Appreciate you, Dustin. Identity Merch, DEB Concerts, Psychomo Filmworks, and Surviving Rocklahoma. Thanks for being a part of our team. We have upcoming shows, guys. Next Thursday, October 6th at 8 p.m., Anthony Quarter of Tora Tora. You guys remember that band, Walking Shoes, right? Guilty. And I know there's more to them than just that. So we're going to find out his story. I've seen them open up for L.A. Guns at the Canes Ballroom. Really? I got thrown out of that concert, too. God, I'm so glad you're sober. Save it for that show. I'm so glad you're sober. I've never got thrown out of a show before. I must have been doing something wrong. Let's work on that, Nine. I've been doing something wrong. Let's arrange that. Okay. Uh, we got thrown out because we we're underage. We walked in and and I had beers. And then the girl that was next to me didn't. We didn't have the little wristbands, so they. I'm sure you were just like what? Not smart. What? Not smart. <laughs> anyway, like I said, check us out next Thursday with Anthony Quarter, and then the following Tuesday, just five days after that, we're going to talk to Steve Brown of Trickster. So we got some cool stuff coming up, you know. Some of these guys uh, maybe you don't know much about, so we're going to find out their story. We'll make yeah. sure you do. Yeah, and see what's I want to ask uh, Steve about the flannel that they wore, you know, because they were kind of like... Pre-grunge. The, the, the pre-grunge, right. 80s rock. I where, think Kurt Cobain said he was, that was their, his biggest influence. Right. So. so we should credit Trickster for starting grunge. It had nothing to do with Nirvana. I guess so. Okay, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. Okay, are we going to crumple up our papers? Well, we sure. can do whatever the hell we want. Okay, we're getting ready to sign off. Thank you guys for hanging I'm out. I'm going to sign mine and, and put it up on Wait, index. watch this. I got a bunch of index cards. Watch this. Oh, my God. Don't make a mess. I have to clean that up. Okay, you're cleaning that up. Boom. All right, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Peace same out, time, folks. same place. Have a great night. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. Goodbye.